the deal? What's the deal? Another episode of Sports Talk with Mark and DP. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Tonight, my uh my my, my usual partner in crime couldn't be with us tonight. Uh he's out handling some business. So Today I have two family members to the good news. We got Michael and we got Keith. What yep. you do, fellas? Oh yeah, we, hey, we are in this thing, baby. Michael to PG, here. we turn it up. Mark, I, I might have your spot, homie. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we no, out here, love, man. Baby. We out here. What's the, what's the deal, Keith? Wait, what, what, where's Mark? He out of town? Yeah, yeah. he out of town. Okay. He, out of he town. slid. Yeah. He slid. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. For sure. You know, what I'm you know he got on. He got on, man. Man, I'm feeling good though, man. I'm I'm just feeling like progressive. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just what I'm on right now. Progress. Yeah. Like every move I make is like what's going to make something better. So I'm just focused on that. I love that. Like specifically. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what's what's up with you? Let talk talk a little bit about your focus this past week. How everything man, went. my my focus this week honestly is like saying like Keith is just growth, man. So just um, contacting a lot of um, different you know contacts to get on as guests and reaching out to these local LA teams yeah. to try to uh, get us in there, man. I'm trying to have our presence when it comes to TGN sports everywhere. So just been communicating with like the Angels, Galaxy, all that because I want to. Like it's time to flood, you know. COVID's yeah. about to be figured out and stuff, so it's time to fully flood. So most definitely, man, grinding with that, bro. I love it. I love it. Uh, for myself, man, it's really been uh, just kind of locking in and focusing on uh, just what what I want to accomplish. Really, you know okay. what I'm saying? Taking taking it one week at a time, setting goals bi weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? or Per week, setting different goals per week. Uh, some goals, some goals, gonna have to roll into the other week because I may not have tapped into them. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, one thing I'm really proud of myself for this week, I, I was consistent in reading. I did it. I did a good job reading my book, bro. That's dope. So I was happy about that, and um, you know, some others. You know, what I'm saying that that I was still. May not have been able to accomplish. Like I said, they're gonna roll over into the next week. So it's been a good week, none, nonetheless, bro. No, yeah, that's hey, that's heat, man. Just as long as you're moving forward, doing something different, and like like you said, tapping into the books is always uh, really dope, man. So I, I rock with it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, at, to partner along with you guys, we also have a special guest. Um, we got Coach Jacory Greer. Coming live from Texas, uh, defensive line coach at Texas State. Okay. What up, my guy? What's up, man? How you doing, bro? Doing a thing, man. I'm proud of you, man. This is. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank awesome, you. Thank you. I'm so appreciative of you uh, having me on and excited to be here and join in with you guys. Yeah, man. yeah, man. I appreciate you, bro. For real. On everything. Uh, this has been long overdue. We've been tapping in back and forth for the past few weeks. So yeah. we was finally able to go ahead and get you on here. Uh, you know, go ahead and, and reflect on your week. You had a pretty solid week. Man, I did, man. We uh, we finished up our spring ball, um, you know, last week. And so just kind of got all that got all that finished. And now we're really hammering, recruiting, just trying to, you know, um, better our team and better our, our place of, you know, getting some really good athletes in. And, um, you know, it's finals week this week and next week for our kids. And so just making sure they're staying on top of things. Uh, before they get to go home on vacation, and, yeah. and myself take a vacation, and so just kind of, kind of trying to cheer up everything before you know before we get that time to relax. Yeah, that's important. That's important, bro. That's that's a beautiful thing, man. It's uh, you know, it's. I know you, you know what I'm saying. So I want I want everybody else to get to know you. No, yeah. Um, I think it's 
it's a beautiful thing that you uh, you are there where you at. You're able to continue to mentor and coach. Um, Michael, you was about to tap in? No, yeah. I was just saying, man, you, you must be a tough person because uh, you're a defensive line coach. Like, you really have to be a dog to, <laughs> to hold that title down, <laughs> you know? Man, you know? You know what? You take you learn, you learn something as you go. And that's, you know, DP, like you said, he knows me. Shoot, DP, me and him, we actually kind of started our coaching journey together. You yeah, know, I, I yeah. was in it a little bit longer, but... Um, you know, he joined in and, and was, you know, a young dude, hungry to learn and hungry to coach. And, you know, as, as a D-line coach, you kind of take the good with the bad, but just keep pushing. And, um, and so, you know, you know, I, I've, I've been blessed to be around some really good people and make some really good connections. And, uh, Dustin is definitely one of those dudes. And so I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, man. It's always love. Most definitely. Now, uh, as Michael said, you know, you got to have some toughness, some grit to you. <laughs> so, um, go ahead and give us a, you know, just a, just allow us to dive a little deeper into, into who you are and how, uh, you know, how you came about to get to the point you're at today. You know, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, I played, I played at the University of New Mexico. Um, you know, I was honored and blessed to get a scholarship there. So I played four years there. Um, some of my, uh, fellow college teammates I saw was on there a little bit just kind of peeking shout out shout out but uh yeah but I, I played there um after playing um I you know I didn't know what I wanted to do I knew I yeah. wanted to um you know be involved and, and kind of stay um you know in the coaching realm you know um didn't know if it was high school didn't know if it was college um got an opportunity to kind of see what was out there for me and, and yeah uh, coach offered me a, a job, you know, as a GA. So I GA'd at the University of New Mexico. I uh, did that for six months. Yeah. Blessed to leave there, go to SMU uh, for another six months. Didn't even finish the season there. Um, and then got a full-time job at a Division two school. Right. Um, and so, you know, I didn't have the glamorous path that some dudes have of being able to play in the league for a long time and then jump back in and get yeah. a job right away. Mine was a little grimy. Yeah. So I had to kind of work for it and, and take some time and and see what really uh, was important to me as a coach. And, and after going through that process, I realized, okay, this is what I want to do and how I want to do it. Now, I'm going to stop you right there at that point because we're going to dive deeper right there. So, um, as you said, you had you had a less traditional transition into getting to where, where you are today. So, we're going to hold that piece right there because I also want to get your input on. So, we're going to talk a little sports real quick. And then we're gonna dive right back into into your story, uh, but I still I, I also want to get you involved on some of these topics that have been taking place. Um, firstly, being the draft that you actually you know being that your uh, uh, Division One coach, um, how is it that since you coached D One ball, how do you feel the uh, how do you how is your perspective of the draft kind of changed from uh, from one being a player? To now being in position to where you're a conduit to these players' success, and I'm sure you've had some guys that have gone on to play in the league. Sure, um, you know one of the interesting things that stands out to me is, you know, it used to be you, you your resume was two and three years of work. Yeah, right? like like you know, in, even as you, you talk to these kids coming out of high school, they maybe transfer. You you talk about film at the yeah. end of the day, like. You can be a hell of an athlete and have all this uh, pub, but if you have the tape, the tape takes you to the next level. It gets right. you where you want to get to, right? Right. Um, 
Yeah. Didn't used to really matter, and it still really doesn't, whether that's Division Two level, Division Three level. Like, if you have enough tape and it's quality tape, yeah. then you will have an opportunity to play. Well, now, man, you're seeing more and more, it's one-year tape. You know, it's... it's oh, it's, for it's, real. It's one good day of testing, and it's one day of quality, or one year of quality tape. Yeah. I mean, you have the, the 26 uh, pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, was the uh, kid, the D lineman from U of H. Oh, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His story is unbelievable. Like, the injuries that kid battled through, and no knock, he's a hell of a player. Right. But, like, if you look at what he's done consistently, you know, I show my players that. Yeah. I'm just like, man, this dude had one year where he played in three games and he had 10 and a half TFLs. In right. three games? Three games? That's nuts. Crazy. But before that, but before that, he was not all conference kid. Yeah. He, before that, his junior year wasn't all conference. Sophomore year wasn't all conference. First right. Year, he had 17 tackles. Like, his numbers weren't that. Right. But he yeah. had one year where he showed out for three games. Yeah. And it got him paid. That's all crazy. That's all you, that's all you, that's all you need. need. I, I, I got a question for him. And so, where he, he used to would have to have all these. Now, don't get me twisted. Don't get it twisted. This dude's six four and a half, six five. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, yeah. So I was about to say that he, yeah. he got the measurements. You right, thirty five inch vert. You know what I mean? So he has some intangibles that some dudes don't have. Right. But his body of work. I mean, you know, like those are the things that are, that has changed tremendously. Um, as you look at past NFL drafts, yeah. those bodies of work that had to take place before your name could even. The first, not even counting the first round, right? You know what I mean, like, yeah. There, there was so much more you had to do to get your name called, and mm. so that's the difference to me. Like, it's, yeah, you know, it's one good day of training and film, but it's 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 a year and it's a solid year of body of work. Mm. Hey, so I, I have a question. You being a D line coach, uh, I'm a big NFL guy. Uh, you know, been following the league forever. I'm a Kansas City Chief fan, so you know, I'm okay. I'm sitting uh, uh high and mighty right now. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get back to it But man It was a D-line That was drafted First round To the Buffalo uh, Bills um, he, he came from Penn State He has zero sacks This year With you being A D-line coach Like what's the thoughts On that Cause when they said His name I couldn't believe it Like are you serious This dude has no sacks You know And the Big Ten Played like what 10 games So I couldn't believe it But I guess His measurements And all that stuff His 40 vert And all that Was insane well, there, there's intangibles and like you know obviously those the measurements all that stuff is beautiful like all that that counts like it does you can't take that away from anybody yeah um the one thing i'll say and like i used to be like this especially as a really young coach um man i want to sack the quarterback we need to sack the quarterback yeah but there's so many other elements to the game now don't get me wrong getting to the quarterback is still the greatest i mean it's the that's it's the, the gift it's the best play in college football yeah 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 in yeah. my opinion talking from a D-line guy, right? Right. But there's so many different other elements, man. Getting that quarterback just to move off his spot consistently. Right, right. You know it's I mean? a lot of intangibles. Um, Fact. It's so many intangibles. Being able to get TFLs. Yeah. My question would be, and I don't know that dude, like as far as just knowing his stats off the top of my head, he might have not had many sacks. I guarantee he probably had a ton of TFLs. That's right? real. And yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's and pressures. Yeah. Both those things. And then in the NFL, you go one step further it's a business right so is it we need a run stopper or do we need somebody who can really pass rush and get after the quarterback 
Right. You know, it's it's finding that knack, that balance of what you're actually looking for. And that's the difference between the league and college. Right. You know, we're kind of trying to find that whole piece and then I'm going to give you some tools to make it work and technique <laughs> and that. They're right. looking for a specific, you're good at this, this is what we need. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, th- that's kind of what I would say on that, on that tip. Because he, uh, he actually went to Baltimore um, he he ran a four three six. I heard. Um, oh, I, I, yeah. I think I know who he talk. I don't uh, know the guy's name. What's his name? Somebody just sent me over the name. I can teach him to slap somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was about to I was about to say that Jason Jason Owe. Because even when I was in high school, like the dude who played like power forward on our basketball team, yeah, came out. You know, what I mean, to to practice for like two weeks, and all the scouts showed up because dude Bruh. was like six six. Couldn't catch a cold, you know. I mean, he couldn't catch COVID nineteen if Bro. he wanted to. Man, you know, but but you know, all the scouts came out. He was trash. He didn't get it picked up. But the fact that his size, yeah, alone, they was like, yeah, we we out here. You can't teach a seven foot basketball player like a seven a dude that's seven foot in basketball. My yeah. brother always said like it's a dime a dozen. Yeah, a six six dude that runs a four three. Oh, you take him every time. Every time. Yeah. You got every part. Because you're going you to feel like an idiot if you don't. <laughs> Unless he's just yeah, not absolutely. athletic at right. all. Right. Yeah, true. And and so uh, I did I did also notice, uh, as we as you were mentioning, um, you know, guys that may have only had one year of real production. Uh, it was a kid that was drafted out of SMU that uh, played DB. He transferred in from UCLA. He was a running back. He yeah. was a running back oh, at UCLA. Yeah, over, huh? yeah. He switched as once he transferred, he switched to the defensive DB, side of the board, yeah. played DB, and um, he was productive, very consistent, big body DB. He's about five eleven, six foot, like two oh five. You know what I'm saying? Could run. You know what I'm saying? Good balance. A solid for a DB. Right yeah, there. and he and he's solid. They 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 were talking about him potentially probably being moved to safety or playing some nickel, but Who he held his up? own. Who picked him up? He uh, he signed with the. Uh, with the Ravens, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we played against them this year. We opened with SMU, okay. Uh, and so you know, I wasn't really familiar with you know they had enough weapons on offense, to right? Be busy, you know right. I mean? <laughs> at the same time, um, man, they do a really good job, and and that speaks to him buying in, but also the coaches being able to develop him. You know what I mean? And, Facts. And, and work with him and, and teach him the techniques, and him being able to pick it up, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it and like and it's and it just goes hand in hand with what you said. Like all you need is uh, all you need is one good year. I mean, this is a kid that was at UCLA at running back doing his thing at running back. Yeah, you know? and, and then he has the opportunity for whatever reason he transfers. He gets to SMU, says he wants to play defense. Hadn't played defense since high school, and he now he's drafted. You know what I mean? It's 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 unbelievable. Um, mixed in with the draft. Um, just considering the other thing, the kind of the the other major events that kind of took place in sports, I, I know you've been tapped in with with the basketball scene, being that your your brother is a, a D one basketball coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, the coaches running their family. Man, huh? Listen, dang, D one everywhere, bro. Man, that's my second career, man. Dog, don't I always say I said if I wasn't doing if I wasn't doing radio, I'd be coaching. Dude, I, I coach. Yeah, I coach high school ball, and you know the the challenge with that, um, you know, with the kids, and that's another thing I wanted to ask him. What do you think the difference is between coaching like high school ball and then uh, the college uh, ranks? Because 
High school can be a, a real hassle, yeah. but both both ranks you have to worry about uh, the education, make sure that they're showing up to class and doing all that stuff. Right. But like, I know it's probably a different serious uh, level when you're coaching D one. So if you can uh, let me know uh, the difference you feel. Yeah, for me it's time and focus. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm blessed to where. I don't have to teach. You yeah, know what I mean, like I, yeah. I teach, but I teach. That's all. true. So, like, yeah. majority of my focus is spent to and allocated to my position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like that everywhere in college. Right. right. Like how our staff works, our defensive coordinator, um, Zach Spavadol, he's he's really sharp and he's really good at allowing us to do what we're there to do. If that makes sense. So yeah. I spend all day thinking about defensive line. I spend all day thinking of new drills, thinking of, okay, what drills did we do yesterday? Watching those drills. How yeah. can we get better at those? Like, I, my focus is solely on that D-line. Yeah. And, and, it, and it doesn't always adequate just to the field. It might be, um, you know, so-and-so has a test at 3 o'clock. Right. I need to hit mm-hmm. it and make sure you're prepared, right? Right. So it's that aspect. But high school, man, those do, to me, that is the hardest deal you know that is that's a tough gig, and it's it's tough for a number of reasons. You have the parent element. Yeah, yeah that, that too. We do. We we do a good job. We do. But it, but it's kind of it's a it's little a separation. It's right? a little indirect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little indirect. It's, right. Because bro, I different, right? I literally can't even. Us, he's grown, exactly. You exactly. So it's 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 that you you're, you're building those relationships, but at the same time, you're you know you're, you you got to handle that a certain way. Right. In high school, you're you're involved. I mean, the parents are they there? The are pushing. <laughs> they the there? Boosters, in your yeah, they want they want to make sure they kids. They want to make sure they kids play. Yeah. You know, you might have to teach. Yeah, facts. Facts. And you and it got to be an adequate <laughs> test. You Man. can't be like, look, we gonna do these ten questions, yeah, yeah. and I got a game today. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Straight that's up. A totally different ball game, man. Like that is it. And then the last thing that's the most obvious, it's the most obvious and it's, it's the hardest to me looking at it is for the most part, when you're new, you're new. Yeah. Like, I was new here last year. Yeah. But for the most part, all 13 of my guys, three of them, four of them, I brought here. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know what I mean? so you I knew them. These dudes here. Yeah. The that were already here. Okay, right. They were here for a reason. Whereas in you ain't got no control over them cats. I, 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 I got a question like, for him now. Yeah. Facts. Yep. Unless you recruit. In my experience, you see a lot of really good coaches in high school because they understand how to make those pieces work. So, so, they know how to make the puzzle fit. Right. Where in college, I pick the puzzle. Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's me, real. Let me do another puzzle. You know what I mm, mean? So right. That's, that's the dynamic, man. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for high school. Man, I think right. they do a great job. I think their job is not easy yeah. you know, by any means. Oh, he gassing us up, and DP. Just, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and not only that, just on top of that, I think the the immaturity factor too. Man. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I think that, that that's a big deal. But I do have a question for you, and it may be more general. But I like to ask this question to people who are involved in you know, uh, you know, collegiate athletics on that level. Do you think, as far as football, do you think players should stay four years? Or should they just go ahead and do day three and try to get out? You know what? Um, man, I, I tell dudes all the time, 
I think when you're ready, um, I think you know that. You're going to know it faster than any coach would, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I think every situation is a little different. But I don't think any player should make make that decision on his own, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The people that supported you thus far to get you to that position you're in, um, I think that's a conversation you need to have with them. If you respect your coach or respect your coaches, I think that's a conversation that you can have with them. Yeah. Um, but but I'm the type of person as a coach, I would never tell a player, hey, man, I need you to stay one more year because <laughs> I need you. <laughs> I need you. Like, you know what I mean? You like, have a 10-sack season. As, as real as my job is, and as, and we all know coaches, I mean, they're, you can get out of here in six months. You don't know. Right. But I just, I'm built... I'm built and I've been blessed to be around coaches that are built who are more so focused on what's better for that student athlete. Yeah. If that kid, if you tell me that kid can leave and he can go make uh, a ton of money for his family and sustain himself as a young man, man, I'm pushing that. Yeah. Like, I'm pushing that. I am pushing that. But there are some kids that, as we've seen, ton of them that leave too early. And then they're stuck. They stuck. Right. And right. then their right. career, so, they... It, but they never had that conversation. Exactly. True. You know, and so that's the conversation. I have that conversation with my kids, man. Whether it's about transferring, whether it's about... You have to have those... Re- and they will respect you more for it. Mm-hmm. Longer. You I agree. I mean? And so you can't be afraid to have those conversations. But in my opinion, to answer your question, I think every case is a case-by-case basis. Right. But I think when that kid is ready and he's shown he's ready... You need to let that kid do his thing, right? And uh, we actually we got a question question right here in the chat. Uh, Coach Moye, uh, my dog, um, Kenny B. He uh, he right here. He coaches at defensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, bro, at LA High. Correct. Um, he uh, he asked. I know the rule is three years removed from high school, but should we reevaluate? Haven't we seen some guys that might just be ready after one to two years? And I'm not, I'm not qualified to answer this question. <laughs> but, what I will say, but what I will say is, yeah, we have. Like, it's the same, to me, how my mind works, it's the same thing for that high school kid coming to college, right? You see some kids play as freshmen. Yeah. But, where, but my question is, where do you see them play? You yeah. see them play at DB. Yeah. You see him play at receiver. Yeah. You may see a quarterback or a running back play. You rarely see a freshman offensive lineman starting for That's a true. Yeah, That's facts. Really good division yeah. one because that that there's no there's it got to no be that development for that. Right. 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 So that's my whole thing. The same thing with the league, man. Could a corner that's playing at Alabama as a true freshman go and play for uh, the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, he probably could. Yeah. He probably and could probably ball. On everything, but, but but there's that there's you know there's that give and take. So to to make that rule be one to two years, I don't know if that's the answer. Yeah. But but to answer his question, are they ready at that point? Yeah, you see that sometimes. It happens. Do. I, it I happens. don't I don't think it's meant for. I, I don't think that um, I don't think that guys are ready to play pro football 
after like as freshmen at nineteen, like basketball is a different game. It's no no right. physicality the isn't there, totally especially now. Yeah. Um, that's why so many guys can come in young and be great because there's no physicality. Yeah. But for the NFL, I just think that their bodies aren't ready, and it's already a game where the average career is like six years. So mm-hmm. if somebody come in at nineteen and already taking these hits, they may not make it they as might long. Not even make it to so thirty. Allow them to go to college to where they can become college Hall of Famers. Do I their agree. thing, Fine get stronger. Their skills, you know, learn how to. You yeah. know, you you just coming from high school, so you have to learn. You got to these coaches, and, and your body still got to develop. Like, mm-hmm. like, no matter how many weights you lift in high school, you can only get so big. Yeah, you know, versus Facts. like when you in college and you know in the league, then you obviously get into your build. You know, your metabolism slow down, all that stuff. Right. <laughs> no, so fact. it's easy to put on weight. You know, it's easy to put on muscle. Facts. Versus high school, you can lift all day. You may be cut, but you ain't. About to get that big. Really. Exactly. You might be strong, but you ain't finna get that big. Yeah. And then we we even got another question in our chat, uh, our show chat from our family member Kenny. Oh yeah. Um, he said, as a defensive line coach, how does the highlights of bad lineman technique at certain camps fool people into thinking they'll be dominant in the trenches? Say it one more time. You kind of broke up there on me a little bit. How how does the highlights of bad lineman technique at camps? Full coaches into thinking that these kids will be dominant in the trenches. <laughs> That's actually a great question. That's, That's a good question. Sure. Yeah. That's a Kenny no, question no, no, for sure. Right. Everything. That's true, man. You know, and there's there, there's so many different things, man. There's so many camps. There's so many drills uh, that dudes are doing that aren't, you know, like they're not adequate, right? Right. I've right. yeah. seen that a, a ton of times, and so. You know, the biggest thing I spend a lot of time on and we do it on our staff is just education. Yeah. Um, you know, when a kid comes to our camp or if he's going to come to our camp, the first thing I tell him, man, hey, these are Texas State drills. Yeah. These are the <laughs> drills you need to do at San Diego High School. Right. Like, Facts. Yeah. Like, That's these real. These aren't those drills. These yeah. are Texas State drills. Right. And so, you know, you put a kid through and then the other piece of that is I really want to be generic with with the drills I do in these camps, right? Right. Um, you know, I want to see the kid move, but at the same time, I'm not trying to kill the kid. Right. At the same time, I'm not trying to spend a bunch of time um, maybe teaching a technique that his his coach is totally against. Right. Right. And so, or might not even be aware of. Right. And so, to answer this question, man, I just encourage people to really do their research on kind of where you're going. Like, yeah. if, if you're a dude that wants to go to camp or you're a coach and want to bring your kids to camp, um, find out what you're doing at those camps. Right. You know, I've been a part of camps where they don't run 40s at all. They mm. spend more time on change of direction. They spend more time on, hey, man, I want to see you catch a ball. Yeah. I want to see you get out that of part. Break. I want right. to see you, like, those are the type of camps, man, that I've been a part of that have been really successful. Right. Um, because you're seeing kids do other things. You may run for you may do or Bro, t- talk about, just to that piece right there, bro. How often was it 
that when we was at Highlands, when we would we would watch a kid's highlight tape, and then the next the follow up the follow up statement is, I want to see his game film. Yeah, you have to. I gotta you see his game to. film because mm-hmm. everybody's got a good highlight tape. Cause it's, it's a highlight tape. Bruh, and, bruh, <laughs> I want to. I don't want to see you play one. I want to see you play thirty five. Yes. Like and that's that's just me. Like I, I'm built that way. Here's the problem with that as coach. Yeah. If you watch one highlight tape or one game tape, you gotta watch everybody's game tape. You got Facts. to. And, and that's you got to. Time. Consistency. Like, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of tape. <laughs> to sit there and watch somebody's game tape. Now, there's systems out there that make it completely easy. Those systems cost money. Of course. Thank, thank God I work for D1 School. <laughs> Hey, right. That's why I couldn't be a scout, man. It's it's too much. There is no supplement for being able to sit there and I'm not just watching your highlight tape, but now I, when I'm talking to a kid now, I'm telling that kid, "Hey, man, I think you're a hell of a player. I think you do a really good thing, but I think you play really high. Yeah, okay. You don't use your hand, and that kid responds. That kid's like, and then he and that and he's gonna be aware of that. Right, man. That's that's the difference. Right. So like that's don't take a kid just because he went to camp and he, he lit it up, caught four balls, got off the jam. Okay, he's gonna light it up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen that in the history of the game where guys get drafted off of their, you know, their tape where they look amazing, but it's like, bro, you have to look at the game tape. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to look at the game tape, and I think that a lot of people, I think they're kind of getting it, getting it corrected in the NFL. They don't get enamored with the the numbers and stuff no more. It's like, how do you play? Like I need to see you ball because some guys might run a a four six, but in a game he's running scared, so he's out there playing at a four four. No doubt, our, our, my DC says it all the time. You are. He tells our kids, you are what you put on tape. You are. And at the yep. end of the day, like I don't need to talk. <laughs> right. Your resume of who you are is what you put on tape consistently. Right. If you put on tape that you turn down blocks and you're not a, about that drama, as I like to call it, yeah. Then that means <laughs> that means you are what you are. Like, man, we all know it. Yeah. So like, the, uh, there's nothing that's bigger than that, man. There, I mean, there really is. Facts. Nah, that's a that's a that's a big that's a big big factor. Um. And then even just considering how, uh, I mean, kids, kids really, at the high school level, a lot of a lot of times what I've run into since I've coached at the high school level for the past few seasons is a lot of kids aren't necessarily aware of those particular details of the game tape. You know, of I'm seeing you come off the off the field onto the sideline. I'm seeing what you're doing when you're not on the field. I'm seeing what you're doing with the other side of the ball is on the field. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm, I'm watching your body language. Every play matters. Everything matters, you know? bro. Everything matters. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, I uh, you get you come across kids that get so emotional in certain situations that it reflects in how they play. It reflects in their body language and it reflects in their attitude. And I tell kids all the time, you control two things, attitude and effort. You control two things, attitude and effort. It's one thing I heard Deion Sanders say. He said that every time he would practice, he would remember he would tell his guys over the hill. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? He said, you never know who's over the hill looking at us practice. Right, you Whatever never that know. we're doing. So you have to make sure that you're giving them something that they can, you know, love and, and respect and say, all right, this is a guy that we want to deal with, you know? Right. Real question. Passion and enthusiasm is one thing, right? 
Right. But playing the game the right way is a totally different. You know, like if a kid's passionate and enthusiasm, I have kids right now that are, oh my goodness, like they are, like you can see it pouring out of them. Like right. It's, it's energetic. It's fun to watch, right? They're so passionate and enthusiastic. But the moment it shifts and it turns into negative energy, you have to call that out immediately. Yeah, and that's whether you're a coach, that's whether you're a spectator, that's whether you're a parent. You gotta hold them accountable. But you see it shift, you you gotta address that because it'll carry him. It'll happen when the light bill is due. Right, <laughs> for, real. <laughs> for real. For like, real. It may show up on the grass, but it'll happen when real life happens. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's something we talk about. And um, and now kind of going back to your personal story, um, in in having these transitions. You know, you went from being a GA at uh, at New Mexico to being a GA at SMU to getting your first full-time job at D2 New Mexico Highlands to going from that to Abilene Christian to now Texas State. What would you say was the biggest difference in your experience once you got that full-time job at a D2 school after being a GA at a, a D1 school Two different D1 schools Yeah um, it, The difference I think um, Obviously the amount of um, resources. resources Yes You know yes. like uh, Highlands we were grinding we, we really had to work for everything Bro we, we uh, was We was in the In the laundry room yeah, I, <laughs> Like I, I, Y'all used to get mad at me Being the only Like full time Coach on defense <laughs> And We would spend Bro, remember remember the all nighter? <laughs> but but that taught me how to work, you know, and it, it and it may not have taught me the right way necessarily, to right? Work, but it gave me some foundation. Correct. And so once I was able to go to my next job and see at Abilene Christian and see a totally different perspective, my first night, and I'll tell you this real quick, but my first night at Abilene Christian, um. I didn't really know the head coach. I didn't really know anybody on the staff except for Jermaine. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, he was the head coach at Colorado Mason now. Right. Um, but I knew him. And I stayed in the office till about mm, 9 o'clock. The head coach left at 7. He forgot something, came back to the office. It's about 9 o'clock. And he, like, looked around. And then he kind of was like, all right, man, don't be here all night. I was like, yeah, I won't. He left. Well, he came back the next day and... During our staff meeting, he goes, "Hey man, I came up here and coached through an office at nine o'clock. I don't, I don't work that late. It's like you can't be in the office that late. Right? Like, do what you need to do and get on. You need to get out of here yes. because I need you at your best in the morning. So when wow. he said that, I was like, "What? Bro, <laughs> we 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 was used to being <laughs> being there forever. <laughs> man, we went that... to Walmart in between sections. Right." Get us through Right you know, <laughs> And so like that But that's the difference like, Yeah The difference is The quality of work Instead of the quantity Correct Correct and The state has taught me that even more Like These dudes man When they're enough They work Yeah But the moment it's time to be done They done They're with their families Yeah They They, they welcome their families They're You know They're good husbands They're, they're good dads they're, Yeah You know That's the different dynamic man That um, I've really learned and picked up on. You know, we were we grinded, and that grind has never stopped. Yeah, like that's the thing you can't look. The grind, the push, never stops. Right, right. But you learn how different ways to to do it, 
and to manifest things and to make your players respond to be better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's that's real, man. It's yeah. um one thing one thing you always would tell me just randomly like you just you know you might see me feeling away you know you might have seen my body language change or something and you will always say hey man it ain't like this everywhere <laughs> don't let this discourage you <laughs> bro because i say we bro we wake up we wake up sunday mornings had to grade the film you know what i'm saying it was it was just and you know me i was just coming off playing legit just had just finished so the experience was it was totally different like you know so it but that was but that's one thing i tell people to this day when i had this conversation with them about coaching is that no program is the same no no staff is the same you know what i'm saying um I went from I went from that experience to moving home, being out of coaching, and then when I did get into coaching, at one point it was only myself and and Tupo. We was the only cast on the staff, myself and the head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we had to put the team together. You know what I mean? And so, um, and, and that was you know, and I slid into a situation where uh, Tupo trusted me literally just off my knowledge and was like. Bro, we had a, we had a spring practice, probably my second practice there, third practice there. We had seven picks. He looked at me. He said, "Hey, Coach P, you doing you doing a great job. You the defensive coordinator. Just out the just rant. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. and it's and it's those particular moments that, like you said, the grind prepared us for that. You know what I'm saying? We worked. We worked. You know what I mean? And every opportunity that followed was a representation of that. You know. Um. And and as as we kind of continue to t- talk about that, I want you to uh, just really kind of go 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 in depth about how um, how that transition was for you going from being a player, being a starter at UNM, you know, doing your thing there, and then ultimately making that decision to uh, to slide into coaching. Yeah, man. So I was, I was blessed, man. You know. I had a- and don't and don't be humble about it, bro. I know you. Don't be sitting here. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, if you put in the work, I saw one of my high school coaches out here a little earlier coaching them. Man, um, you know, I, I was blessed to have a really good foundation. Yeah. Of, of coaching, um, you know, and so once I left and went to college, I wanted to continue that. I chose. I had a lot of offers coming out of high school. I chose to go to University of New Mexico. Right. Um, because of a coach. You know, Ruben Carter was a defensive line coach. He played in the league. His son was Andre Carter, played in the league. He's, Andre Carter now is a defensive line coach at LSU. Wow, I didn't know and that. So, like, he had just this wealth of knowledge, and I wanted it. And yeah. so I chose, I went to the University of Mexico. Um, you know, once I was finished, like we all are when we played, there's that time where it's like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, right. Like, you know, days around the corner, I'm training. And, and I always told myself that I was going to be real with myself, and uh, I wanted to play until I couldn't play anymore. Yeah. When the when the opportunity was over for me, I told myself I was not going to be one of those guys to come back every year trying to get to the league. Yeah. Like I needed something more stable than that. Right. For me in my life. Yeah. Um. And so, um, was kind of really not. Not sure what I was going to do, and my head coach Bob Davy, uh, coach at Notre Dame, who's the head coach in New Mexico, he uh, offered me a GA spot, and as soon as he did, I slid into it, um, not knowing anything. 
Yeah. You know, I thought I knew a lot of football. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, luckily, I was partnered with other GAs who taught me football, who showed me what a GA was supposed to be, and prepared me for a season. It got to the point where we were playing a season, and it was just me and another GA in the box. Crazy. And so all the full-time <laughs> coaches are on the sideline. Me and another GA are in the box. And it's, Corey, what happened? Yes. Yeah. So it taught me a lot. It taught me how to, you know, control uh, situations, be okay, being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and and that that process has continued for me uh, since I've been coaching. Um, you know, I, I I love it. I can't see myself doing anything. Else. Yeah. Um, you know, being a part of a kid's life. Transforming uh, a kid from when he first gets there to when he leaves. Um, those are the reasons we do it, man. And, and we all are, co- even y'all. Like, I've watched y'all platform, man. Y'all do a really good job. Appreciate you. You're coaching. Yeah. You know, coaching isn't just run this round of six, <laughs> that off That's not what it is. Right, it's, right. It's pouring into somebody and making them push past what they can see. Yeah. And so, you guys do a really good job with that, man. And that's, that's, that's what it's been for me. Nah, that's that's amazing, man. And, and and like you know, as as we talked about briefly, um, you know, we 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 slid into that into that role around the same time. You know, like you said, yeah. you had you had a you had a little bit more experience in there, a little bit of time uh, put in, but we were still seeing things, seeing different things around that same time, and um and it molded us. You know what I mean? And just just seeing just really just seeing you in that space. And then fast forward to seeing you at the convention, and just just seeing the over the the uh, the in, influx of knowledge that you had gained at that point. You know what I'm saying? Just just the the increase that you had just been poured in. Just basically being in these different experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been it's been dope. Um, and it, and it continues to be a great thing to see you continue to thrive and you know still be able to tap in with you and maintain our relationship the way that we do. You know it's it's, it's major. Um. So, I, I also want to uh, pick your brain just in regards to what what were your as as you as you went ahead and made that transition into coaching. Did you ever once you made that decision? Did you ever kind of establish any goals for yourself? Like I want to coach D one ball. You know, you, you started as a D one GA. You know what I'm saying? You you took the D two job, and even in the midst of that, bro, you were kind of you know if I. If if I want to just kind of give just a little bit of insight to what you were kind of experiencing at that time, it was like, dang, do I stay D two? Do I move up? What do I do next? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was, you know, and I tell, I encourage all the young coaches that may be watching this, or spouses that are married to coaches, all that. You know, I was the dude that said, oh, I'll never coach Division two. Right. I play D one. I'm never. Oh no. Yeah. But I had to. Reevaluate my goals and right. my situation. Right, right. You know, coaching at the essence is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Not to everybody, but to me. So being able to pour into people's lives to me was the number one thing first and foremost, which is why I chose to go division two. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of staying as a GA at SMU, that coach went on to be at Arkansas and all not saying I would have went, yeah. but that's what he did. That was his path, right? Yeah. So I chose a different path for myself because I felt the importance of me having my own room was the most invaluable I could I could receive at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, I and and so to piggyback. 
you know, I think you have to, as a young coach, first establish what's most important to you. My goals are simple. I want to impact as many players as I possibly can doing what we do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, you know, right now, I'm the- I hope y'all taking notes, guys. Listening. <laughs> I hope y'all taking notes. Free game. <laughs> free, giving game. free game. He's giving free game tonight. Come on now. For the MCAA, that's the Minority Coaches Association. Um, you know, we started, it's, it's growing, it's, it's doing well. But until you're in a, um, a position where you can reflect change yeah. and leadership in an organization, what are you? Yeah. Facts. Can't, so, bro, say bro, say that part again, bro. Say that part again, bro. <laughs> Come on now. You got you you gotta be happy in your role, but you cannot be content. No, absolutely not, man. Like you gotta want you gotta want better for yourself. And so for me, I won't stop until I'm a head coach. I yes. don't know where that's gonna be. I don't know what level that's gonna but be. But it's gonna happen. But but that's my goal. And yeah. I'm not gonna wait till I'm forty to do it. Right. Like, Bro, t- tell them tell them how old, how old you were at the time that you got your first full time job. Right, so I got my first full time job at shoot DP. I was we was twenty four, twenty twenty four. Yeah, we because I, I had just yeah, turned twenty three. You were twenty four. Right. Yeah. Right. So, which is young, you know. I didn't thought I knew everything, didn't know nothing. You know, that's a right. Part of it. Right. Yes, bro. Like, and then speak. Yes. Yes. You know, I I can't, every clinic, every talk I do, I always encourage at the end of the day, when you know something, speak about what you know. For real. If you have an opportunity, I don't care if it's for six high school coaches, six middle school coaches, don't look lightly on that situation. Talk. Yeah. Because... It's those talks that grow you, and you can be like, dang, I didn't realize, I remember. (laughs) For real, for real. You know, those are the situations that make us better, man. Um, And so, like, man, talk as much as you can, set goals for yourself, make them realistic, but make some just outrageous. Yeah, for real, because you never know what you're going to encounter along the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and And it's crazy, man, I, I gotta go back to what you said. Be happy in the space that you in, but never be content. And and that that goes to show. And I and I'm sure. And I I feel like we talked about this before. Just being being where your feet are. You know what I'm saying? Be, staying planted where your feet are. But in the same token, being mindful of your goals and what you want ahead. You know what I'm saying? Be- Right. Seeing what jobs is out there, where can I move on? I'm not that dude. I'm just not that dude. Right. You gonna be where you plan it. I'm gonna grind where I'm at and yeah. my work here is gonna make room for me for my next spot. Because because if, if we're if we're honest, bro, and correct me if I'm wrong, every situation you've encountered has come naturally. One hundred every 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 opportunity that has come to you has been has been natural. And uh, and I want you to kind of speak on and just kind of let the audience know um, 
what drew you to the Texas State opportunity? Because like we said, you went from Highlands to uh, to to uh, Abilene to now Texas State. What uh, and I and I remember, you know, we had we had a conversation. Um, we had a conversation at the convention, and we were just and we were just talking about how things were kind of just unfolding for each of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the time, yes, you were still at Abilene, and um, so so it, I I want to say it might have been just a few months after that when you got the opportunity, or when you when you actually hit me and told me about the change. Um, yeah. what led you to that? Man, I was again like how my things in my life have just stacked up totally ordained and set set apart like you know i um was in a great situation at abilene christian uh you know i, I had the keys to the kingdom man like yeah. i mean i had worked for a great head coach for a few years i showed my body of work he was good with what i did you could baby you could <laughs> she walking by <laughs> she like oh <laughs> uh, I, had, I had showed my body of work I had proven myself through my work. Yeah. And so it made that situation really, really easy um, right. to be at. Right. Um, but at the same time, Abilene Christian, as a great school it is, it's FCS. Yes. This position came open. I knew somebody who worked here. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Coach Jackson was the D-line coach here. Correct. So I knew two people in on it. And just um, to give you all background, Coach Jackson was the D coordinator when Ja'Cory was hired at Abilene. Right. And so I had that connection. And so yeah. just another quick nugget, but man, don't burn your bridges. You never like, burn bridges. Like, and we never burn that, bridges. But handling a situation, even if it's negative, handling it the right way. Yes, bro. So much Come on now. Come on now. Man, <laughs> you can't do that. We got two things in this world, in my opinion. You got your reputation and your last name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep both of those things sacred. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so for me, um, you know, I got an opportunity to interview. Um, I interviewed with our defensive coordinator. Um, didn't really know how it went, man. Like, it was so, it was a different experience. I'm used to, hey, get on the board, make your PowerPoint, let's interview. Yeah. It wasn't that. It yeah. was, hey, man, let's meet at a restaurant, let's talk. Yeah. And I'm like. A, a, and, and, you know, a, a little bit more casual, but in the same token, I think just from my perspective, just hearing that, it was probably, he just wants to get to know you. Cause, cause your resume spoke for itself at that point. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure him and Cole Jackson had some dialogue, and he was already aware of 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 who who you were as a coach. But he wants to he wants to meet you the person. Exactly right, man. And so that went really well. Um, he ended up offering me the job, and I, I took it immediately. Right. Um, you know, something I I just encourage dudes on is when you meet someone. Be genuine in who you are. There, bro. Say that one more time, bro. Say that. the situation because eventually, eventually, it's going to come out that you weren't who you said you were. Yes. So just be who you just are. Just be you. If, it, if it's for you, it's for you. And if it's At, not, the yes, bro. Yes, and that and what and that and that'll slide us right into Coach Moye's question. How do you balance letting a situation come to you versus changing the? Going for an opportunity that you know you deserve, because I, I think I think it's really tough, and no, I'll, I'll touch on it, and then I'll go ahead and let you grab onto it as well. I think it's hard sometimes for us to to understand one patience, and two, 
being allowing ourselves to be available to the to natural natural situations. Because yes, I I, I bro for for the last couple of years I told myself like don't force anything. You know what I'm saying? Don't force anything. Like I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh, this I see this job. Oh, I see this job. No, it might it might be one or two jobs I see in that space, and I'm just like, okay, I'll shoot the J at this one. Like, okay, whatever. But nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna force it. I feel like you know, I I have enough people in my coaching network to where you know they're aware of me. I'm aware of them, and if a situation that they feel I'm suited for, you know, they may reach out. If not, it wasn't for me. I'm not tripping. But it, <clears throat> but I feel that. Sometimes we get very impatient because we start to either look at our peers or we start to reflect on our own lives and we have some sort of dissatisfaction um, about what we have going to where it forces us into really just trying to force situations to happen, forcing opportunities, you know, to just kind of come about. And I think that's when we kind of end up encountering these negative situations that aren't necessarily fruitful. That you're gonna walk into, yeah. No, like you may not know if somebody there because I took this job and now the guys that I knew are all gone, right? So you might walk into a situation where you know nobody, but man, and can I be real on here? Yeah, of course, bro. Of course, that's all we do. (laughs) As 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 minority coaches, right? And I'm not saying that's all your follower, whatever. But minority coaches, we have this issue where we don't want to ruffle feathers or dive into or chase after something that we think we may not be qualified for. Right. That is false. Yeah. That's a false narrative. Yeah. We have to get out of that. Yeah, we got At to. Some point, yeah, and like and I'm I'm saying you have to pick and choose. You gotta make sure it's the right situation. And realistic is okay. Like to be realistic, that's important. But yeah. at some, at some yeah, if, you got if, to. If it's a situation that you want, then no one knows you want it unless you go attack it. You got to go get it. You know what I mean? And so there's that devil's advocate. Like, you have to, the situation's got to be right. I totally agree with you, DP. Like, yeah. The situation's got to be a right fit. Um, it helps if you know somebody there and you're like minded. Yeah. But at the same time, man, if you see something, if you see something that you want. Yeah. Right. Right. Who who out here seeking them out for you? (laughs) Like that part for real. On everything. On everything. That's what it is. And we got another question in the chat. Yeah, yeah. So here you go. Um, So, coach, is it easier to recruit JUCO guys or the guys straight from high school? And you could keep that. You could keep that in state, or you could say you could keep it. You know. you know, countrywide, because I know sometimes, especially in Texas, I, I feel like you know y'all have a plethora of, mm-hmm. of JUCOs there already. Sure. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's easier. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's man. Every, I feel like every year is so different. Yeah. Um, you know, like obviously COVID has affected a lot. Um, I think junior college recruiting is at a t- at a at a high premium right now. Right, especially you with know, the pandemic. Kids, yeah. Yeah, facts. <laughs> right, somebody who's going to have an immediate impact. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, 
think there's no if you are very good at developing I think there's no supplement for taking a high school kid if you can take a high school kid every year at least one then you should probably do that if you can have the time to develop that kid right Um, but every situation I mean you got coaches on the hot seats right now that just can't afford to take a 18, 17 year old. Right, they got they gotta fill yeah, their they roster. Gotta, they gotta win now. <laughs> they gotta win now. <laughs> like you got for real. Coaches, you got high school coaches that are mad because hey man, they kids not getting recruited. Yeah. Well, right now, coach, I got a different need. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um I think that's a conversation you have to have as a staff internally. Yeah. Um you have to get a plan together because there might be certain spots where you can do that and certain spots where you can't. Yeah. Um, No, that's that's real. That's big time. Oh, everything. Um, now, if we keep keeping it recruiting, keeping it recruiting, what have have you found in terms of uh, the the changes that the pandemic has kind of caused for recruiting for just even just the coaching aspect? And even within your personal life, uh, as you've had to kind of adapt and adjust to what the pandemic has hit us with. Yeah, a lot of it's more virtual. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, uh, you know, we signed, we did a good job. We signed a couple, I, we signed a couple of linemen um, that I had never physically seen. Right, right. Um, that's, the, that's the biggest challenge is, you know, you got a kid, he might send you eight pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, for real. Sending you videos. Right. Right. Right, right, right. So you can really see who's really done their due diligence in coaching 
based off of how many misses and how many hits they've got. Right, one hundred percent. It's 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 really it's really forced it's forced um I mean of course it's forced everybody, but from a coaching perspective, it's forced you to kinda use different tools that you might not have necessarily use in your toolbox or perhaps not as often. You gotta get creative, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've had more kids take a picture by the door him. Like stand in the door frame, take a picture. Yeah. Because <laughs> I learned that from uh, old Hey, that's clever, bro. I never. <laughs> man, there's so many different things you gotta you, you gotta kind of start thinking. Yeah. Outside the box. Yeah. To, to be accurate. You know most most I mean? definitely. How how would you how would you say that? Um, or who who would you feel has kind of been the the most influential uh, coach Ugh. that has uh, you know kind of poured into you. Man, that's such a difficult question. Um, you know, I, man, I've had so many small little, just small things of coaches. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Adam Doyle working for him as a head coach, man, watching him. He was the first head, first coach I saw. Um, be able to handle family, yeah. and handle ball, and treat them like like, <laughs> like equals. Definitely more. Yeah, like of course. Just be able to seem like without transition, go from one to the other like flawlessly. Yeah. Uh, Just Mills, man, gave me my first opportunity in coaching. Shout uh, out to Coach Mills. Know, Tremaine Jackson taught me. Shout out Coach Jack. Uh, as a young kid, yeah, uh, you know that I could ever experience. Um, you know, Zach, who I work for now, Spavital, has been um, just a different dynamic. Man. Yeah. Like, man, just totally different. Just how we do things, how he works, um, how his mind is always, he's always, always, he could be talking, but he's always thinking. Like, it, it's so many different people, um, you know, that have showed me um, just different, different things. And, yeah. You know, and so me now, I've tried to, Take all those things yeah. and make them me. Of course, as you should. Like we all do, you yeah, I mean? like, as you should. You can't, you can't replicate anything, right? But what you can do is create. Yes. And so instead of replicating, create, right? Make it your own and make it authentic to you. One hundred percent. Do that. It's, it's crazy how people respond to that stuff. Um, and so that's that's kind of you know, and then just seeing dude Randall Joiner, the defensive line coach at. Uh, Old Miss. Yeah. We went to high school together. He's two years younger than me. But just watching his hustle, his grind, like like that stuff, man, that that excites me. Man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, dude. Now it's a it's a beautiful thing, and it's funny, man. People people outside of of the coaching world aren't always necessarily aware of how impactful. Coaches can be on coaches, you know what I'm saying? Of course, we all we all have experience as players. You know, coaches have an impact on on us during our playing careers. But coaches impacting coaches is is something that really has the same type of of uh, of impact. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, all those coaches that have played a hand in your life or have have contributed to to uh, to you getting to where you are today. I mean, just imagine you hadn't had those 
certain encounters. You know what I mean? Just oh, no just imagine no, you didn't facts. you know what I'm saying you didn't spend a season somewhere. Because even when you even when you think about like the pros, um, you know, me being the chief fan that I am, like the impact Andy Reid has had on so many of his Come coaches. Come on now, yeah. Like, you know, Doug Peterson went and won a Super Bowl before he did. Yeah. And just so many different names and these guys uh coaching tree like Belichick and others like you have to see that impact. So, right. like, you guys are giving us a story firsthand of guys who really, like, received that. So, it's it's really yeah. dope, man. 100%. It's, it's uh, man, it's, it's crazy, bro. And, and then just to, just to kind of speak on on the experience we had at the convention, I mean, I know for what was that your first convention? No, what it wasn't. No, no, I had been to, um, I had been to probably three others. Yeah. Right, so that so that that was my first convention. Okay, and shout out shout out to uh, Coach Marshawn Freelo, who former running backs coach at at uh, St. John Bosco. Hey, these guys be having coaches' names. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that name? Like that's supposed to be a coach. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to Colin Lockett, uh, uh, DB coach, uh, currently at, at the University of Washington, formerly of San Diego State. Okay. I was with those guys, and, and you met Marshawn. That's that's who was with me uh, when I linked up with you, and um, you know, just being with those guys and, and just kind of just each of us maneuvering through our first clinic, or excuse me, our first convention. And encountering all these different coaches, bro, having conversations with coaches and and really getting to meet coaches for who they are. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily, you know, that that chalk talk, you know what I'm saying? But seeing them for who they are as as people. And um, it's those type of experiences that really allow us to grow in that in that space. And, and 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 it transfers from from those interactions down to our players because all we doing is taking what we gain and pumping it into our players. You know what I'm saying? As you said, we, we're mixing that with who we already are. We're just adding to our toolbox. Man, no, no. And I, that's and I, where the job is. Like, that's where the job is more. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you can take information that you receive and be able to not manipulate but to understand it but then break it down for yeah. somebody else yeah, that's what coaching is, bro. That's the, job. the 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 biggest win is seeing your coaching translate to production, bro. 100%. <laughs> the biggest 100%. win, like I, I'll never forget, man. What we was out there and we were playing Chadron State, and uh, <laughs> we was we was trying to get our first win. You know what I'm saying? We was trying to get our first win. And and James was out there at corner, and um, I had just talked to him earlier that week about on third downs playing the sticks, holding holding your inside, and just uh, and just working to keep the ball in front of you. And so it was like I want to say that last drive they was like third and seven, something like that. I saw James back up, playoff, step inside, and sit at the sticks, bro. I'm in the box going crazy. I'm, I'm like, oh, we just talked about that. I'm going crazy, <laughs> like I'm going nuts. And the receiver ran a slant. James drove it. PBU game over. We got the W, bro. I, and that that was that was one of the biggest moments in coaching for me because I literally had this conversation with this young man. Two three days prior, and he it stuck with him. It resonated, you know what I'm saying. And he did it in the game, 
And this is me like Bro I was an assistant DB coach That wasn't even really my group Like you know what I mean Like <laughs> If we keep it in a G Like it wasn't even really my group Like it just You know It just happened that I mean I was the younger of the two That was coaching them So of course they are gonna gravitate to me So it's like And then me coming off just playing you know, like I, I played in big games. I played in a bowl game. I played. I played against Division One schools. Coming from a D- so, you know, I had the knowledge behind me. So it was like, shit, they gonna respect it. So it was like just being able to see that, and like you said, just that's that's the joy, that's the value, and that's the reward from coaching. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. So, um, so, so yeah, man, it's 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 amazing. Like I said earlier, it's amazing to continue to see you and watch you grow. In the space that you in, and continue to just climb that ladder, man. I, I know, I know. This is this is really only the beginning for you. You know what I'm saying? And and as um, as uh, you know, I always kind of reference um, Aeneas. Uh, oh, what's his name? A uh, former safety, that's Hall of Fame safety. Oh, Aeneas Williams. Aeneas, Aeneas Williams. Williams. There yeah. we go. He he gave his Hall of Fame speech, and he continued to say, "Begin with the end in mind." Begin with the end in mind And that's something I always kind of keep In the back of my head Like you're only getting started bro And it's like Like you said You want to be a head coach one day And that's going to happen That's going to come sooner than later I'm I, I, I'm going to claim that right now yeah, You know what I mean Speak it into existence Yeah we're going to speak that into existence um, <laughs> You have a, you have a plethora of knowledge And you're continuing to learn Like you said As, as coaches As people We should continue to be sponges um, Once you feel like you know everything You know nothing You know what I'm saying Because at that point you You cease to continue to learn um, so yeah, bro. I I, I just want to give you your flowers here early, early in the game. You know what I mean, and just continue to to uh, to support you as you continue to climb the ladder. Um, you know, we're very appreciative to have gotten them gems you dropped on us today, and for you to be able to just share a portion of your story with us man, at, into the into the listeners as well. well it's, no, man, thank y'all for having me, man. You know, DP, family. So always, always. Stop it. <laughs> so that's just, this is just the beginning, man. And, you know, I'll, as much as I can do, um, this is what I'm about. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm just, this is who I am at my core. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, like, if, if whatever I can do to help or, or push, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So I, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, giving me this platform. Of course, man. It, it, it's always love, bro. Um, you know, for the for the listeners that may be, you know, coaches, young coaches or, or just coaches in general, you know what I'm saying, who have been kind of just questioning the space that they're in and, and just continually trying to force situations, you know what I mean? Just just take it from us, man. Just just be patient, you know what I'm saying? Uh, continue to surround yourself with the right people. Continue to network. Networking is huge. Networking is really huge, man. I in mean, every in every step in of life. every step of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's professionally or personally, networking is huge. Um, you want to continue to do that. Continue to network and, and communicate with other coaches, man. Um, and even just broadening yourself beyond the the particular you know position that or space that you coach in. I mean, me personally, I yeah, I'm a, I'm a DB guy, but I I love to just learn football. Period. Like it doesn't matter. I had, I had, I mean, Jacory was my roommate. I had to learn. I had, I had to get it. Some, I had to grasp something of the D line. You know what I'm saying? I had to understand some concept of that. 
Um, and and just just being able to just make yourself multi dimensional. You know what I mean. You want to be at a you want to be a jack of all trades. Um, so hopefully you know coaches, players alike. You know everybody that that was listening was able to just kind of grasp something from this conversation, and um, you know be able to apply it to their everyday. No, yeah, dope, dope, uh, dope stuff, man. A, a lot of uh, gems yeah. you gave. Not only you know, like uh, DP is saying, that fits not only in the the game of coaching, yeah. Uh, which you're starting to see a lot of more young people who've played these sports, football, basketball, yeah. even baseball, get into it. Like, man, I'm I'm just finished with this. I might as well coach it, right. and stay within it because right. I have something to give back. It's valuable, so, yeah, very valuable, and it's stuff that you can use in life as well. So, uh, good work, man. Thanks for uh, all the good stuff. For real, for real. Uh, anytime, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Uh, before we wrap up, man, uh, just go ahead and, and and let the let the audience know uh, where they can find you. Um, you know, what I'm saying, of course, once again, where you're coaching, uh, your social media and things like that. Where I mean, I'm sure it might even be some players that's tapped in that will be eager to just you know pick your brain a little bit. If not, get recruited at some point. Man, <laughs> go, we got go. the plug. We got yeah, the plug. Yeah, go go ahead and and, and let them know. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, it's Coach Jacory Greer, um, and so J A C O R I G R E E R. Um, I, like I said, if you're a coach on here, man, I do a ton of different clinics and all that stuff, man. I, I, most of my week is filled at some point during the week with with something. Yeah. Um, so um, I love to have you coming in on Zoom, and we can talk ball if you got questions. Um, you know, run fits, all that stuff, man. Uh, we we do it, so we, we spend a lot of time on that stuff. Yeah. Um, Right. Piece is gonna look like for you, um, you know, and so um, you know where you're gonna go, what school, you know, all that stuff. Right. It's starting to, you know, it's starting to come to fruition. So just make sure you prepare for that. Journey. Most definitely. So I mean, you guys heard it. Um, go ahead and follow Coach Greer Twitter. Uh, reach out to him via email. IG, Twitter, whatever the case may be, um, coaches specifically, man, this dude is is a is a ball of knowledge. I mean, um, I'm I'm blessed to have him in my corner. You know, he's he's somebody that's definitely open and willing to to support you and assist you in any way that he can. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. Um, you know, Mike, where they where where they can find you at? Tell them tell them about the show. Tell them about yep. your your socials. What's up? I got you, man. Y'all can find me Courtside Radio uh, here on the. Very same app, man. Um, 6.30 to 7.30, Mondays and Thursdays. You can yeah. tap in. Uh, check out my show, Don't At Me. You can find that. Uh, Don't At Me with Michael and Alex on YouTube. I'm Michael the PG. M-Y-K-E-L-L-T-H-E-P-G. Man, tap in, man. I'm out here grinding, bro. There we go. Yes, sir. What's up, Keith? Where, where you at? Where you at? Top of the morning on the talk side. Monday and Wednesday, live, 8.30 a.m. Tap in, man, and follow me at Keep Good News. Come on now. And just follow all the other good hey, news. Hey, this is CEO, TV man. So you, he's, he's being humble. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell y'all who he really was. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell y'all who he really was, man. This, just, is, this is our our lead, our fearless leader, man. man this is here, the man. guy that put us in position. <laughs> this is the guy that supports us and loves us and holds it, us man. accountable, man. Thank you. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, just, I just work here, man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all can tell he 
tired. He work hard all day, he every day, man. Bro, he's man, he's a grinder, bro. Yeah, he's appreciate. a grinder. Real yeah. talk, man. Real but talk. Yeah, man. Y'all can tap in with me. I keep good news pretty much anywhere I'm at. That's 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 it. what it is. That's it. That's what hey, it is. Hey DP, you have to let Mark know that his spot might might be gone, man. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> my boy. What's the di- hey hey hey? I, I know I'm gonna hear from you after this. You know, but we we ran we ran some good some good stuff today. You know, what no, I'm saying? oh fire, we bro. ran some good fire. stuff today. Uh, y'all already know me, man. You can find me D Presley fourteen on Instagram, D underscore Presley uh, fourteen on Twitter. Um, you know, tap in, continue to continue to vibe with us on the show every Friday seven thirty. If we not here, we gonna let you know. Um, but but just just continue. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Thank you for continuing to support us, Jacory. We appreciate you being on here, bro, and adding value to the show. Um, once you once you come on with us, bro, you're always welcome. You know you're a part of the family now, as, as you've been always a part of my family. Um, so whenever you want to get on, you want to talk something, you know what I'm saying? T- as usual, touch base with me. It's always love. And we can go ahead and get that popping. Um, I'm sure a lot of people gained a lot of value from this episode today. I appreciate y'all, man. Absolutely. All love. All love, bro. We're going we gonna to talk soon. I'm going to, uh, right, right after we done here, we're going to chop, bro. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, love and blessings. We appreciate you guys um, supporting us. As I said, um, shout out to Michael. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Jacory for hopping on with me today. Um, Sports Talk with Mark and DP. We out.